0: Hey there pirates and welcome to another keelhauled shore leave episode and this time I have got a ton of news that we need to cover I brought in CJ from the player one podcast to help me out we discussed for quite some time all the different things that have been going on in the game industry and to start off let me just say that it's basically going to be a lot of us talking about the inside Xbox that just came out cyberpunk animal crossing, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, the new generations, all that stuff has been pushed into one episode that I'm hoping will give you guys a good bit of entertainment for your end of the week. This is coming out on Friday, May 8th, and this is right after the actual Inside Xbox. We discussed basically every game that was shown at this and I just I can't I can't say any more. You guys are going to have to sit back, relax, listen to CJ and I discuss this. Uh, With any luck... This will hopefully be a monthly thing that we can do, where uh, we'll hopefully be getting more content from Xbox. See how the industry's doing. Get in here and talk about it so that you guys can enjoy the the conversation, because I know how much you enjoy other games outside of Sea of Thieves. And because this is a Sea of Thieves focused podcast, I don't want to do this too much. It's been a while since our last one, but I figured now was a good time to uh, to jump on this next gen bandwagon get in there with the hype and put out content that's too long for YouTube because that's how podcasts do it. We go long and without search engine optimization. I'm going to have to figure that out one of these days. Anyway, we're going. So here it is. Bye. I, too, have a 10-hour loop of that song on, <laughs> on a small, small Google that yeah. I got for free thanks to Spotify. <laughs> it's great because I can just you know I just, just listen to that all night. Puts me right to bed. My wife, uh, right? My wife, my wife lets me sleep on the couch as much as I want. I have entangled dreams. It's true. I just want Flynn Rider to come and rescue me from my power. That's all I really.
1: Want. <laughs> That's that is the dream. Yeah, it's the
0: dream. Yeah. I just want Flynn Rider to pop in and and you know, without knowing, set me free and cause this huge, huge, uh, kind of power sw- swing in in the kingdom. I don't know. I, I can't remember yep. the movie. Um. But yeah. Okay. So yeah, I wanted to I wanted to bring you on because there's for one you run you're, you're part of P1P and i love listening yeah. to your show and i was listening to you talk to Greg and Phil and you're like hey did you guys watch the the, the assassins creed valhalla video and they're like no and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> where <laughs> where's my podcast entertainment i demand my I money back on this and then i realized that i i don't actually i i don't actually pay money for any podcasts but um, so, so the, you can never count on your co-hosts uh, <laughs> actually watching the stuff that you
1: put in the outline. That's I've learned that over many years of podcasting. Yeah.
0: Well, I wanted to I wanted to at least make sure that um, that I, I I at least talked to you before because <laughs> I wanted to talk about the inside Xbox today. So I wanted to at least make yeah. sure that you had you had actually <laughs> watched that. Um, I did. I, yeah. Awesome.
1: I got. I, w- I wake sh- up early, so yes, I did That's, watch that.
0: Well, th- okay. You know, I you know I may not wake up at <laughs> eight a.m., but I still managed to watch it at, at when I woke up at eleven. Thankfully, it was only a half hour to the two because man, I had to get ready for work.
1: Well, it was more. They did a deep dive, so it was a little more than a half hour. That's half true. Half hour of trailers, That's and then true. they did like thirty, forty minutes of uh, sort of a, a, a developer interviews.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I got a chance, I spent most of my most of my breaks at work today watching watching the video and trying to grab some notes. Um, I didn't have a chance to type them up obviously because all on my phone. So I grabbed a photo of my, my journal, my sea of Thieves journal, and um, I wanted to, to kind of bust through these and then uh, some, some other gaming news and stuff. So, um, for anyone that's listening, they may not realize this, but I, this, this episode wasn't intended to be completely solo. Like I, I was in, I was scripting it all out. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do what YouTubers do and I'm going to write this stuff out as a cool, like script. And then I shot myself in the foot and I was like, Hey, Chris, come, come be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I so, said, heck yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is, everything. this
1: already feels just like we're sailing on Sea of Thieves. We talk about all sorts of gaming stuff.
0: It's true. And that's and and it's funny that you bring that up because the conversation that we had the other night where we were talking about like Xbox and PlayStation and console gens and stuff, I was like, man, you know, I really wish I'd recorded that because that was a good conversation. <laughs> and and I, I felt was. like that would have been a good one to toss up on the on the old the old podcast feed, but uh, more's the pity. Um, mm. So i I wanted to dive into, and I, pr- I should probably pull up a pull up the Xbox thing too, just so I can kind of reference uh, these these actual these actual games and stuff. I was really surprised by this um, by this inside Xbox. Like, I, I found out through I think it was Aaron Greenberg that that tweeted about how they're doing like this whole Xbox 2020 thing how they're they're doing every month they're going to be doing something uh, to do with the actual with the actual like every month there's something new coming which is Mm -hmm. absolutely crazy and you you sent a link that's got the um, the actual news article that I can link to for the show notes in case you want to read it uh, but it's it's so cool that Xbox is doing this. Like we we've kind of had the discussion in the past um, privately about how Sony's been really quiet this season, and it's leading up into yeah. <laughs> it's leading up in, <laughs> into their launch, and no one knows what the thing looks like. And here's Xbox. What does
1: it re- does it really matter what the thing looks like? Let me you know i mean it's uh, going to be a box that sits under your tv right I and mean, we saw the controller we know that it's sort of uh probably going to have similar styling to that and it's going to be a box that sits next to your television i mean do you need to
0: know more more than that not not really but we i mean you didn't know
1: what the switch looked like until 6 months before that came out and i guess we're about 6 months before yeah next gen consoles are supposed to come out but
0: because that let's yeah. see we had the we had the teaser in october 2016 right for the for the yeah. switch and then we we found that's when we found out about karen and then we didn't get like a deep dive until january when they had that really really weird conference yeah. <laughs> and, and then that's but that was we...
1: only that was like two months before the thing came out yeah
0: so when you think about it this yeah. isn't really all
1: that bad stuff true <laughs> still... true We're still okay. Yeah,
0: but the thing I the but I feel like Nintendo because they they did it like that. Like I feel like they were really banking on Zelda as as their their like system seller. Like I I I appreciate the people that went out and supported the Wii U, and I and I and I hope that they had fun with their Wii U version of Zelda Breath of the Wild. But (laughs) really, that that was a Switch game i so agree yeah. i i don't know i feel like nintendo does they play by their own rules so i don't know if i can really feel like there's yeah they're not competing this that's the thing is is that they're, they're not competing against anyone else like they're they're competing with themselves just to figure out what the internet is i don't know that they can mm-hmm. they can post stuff whenever they want and have it not really impact right. the rest of the game industry outside of everyone just being like okay well I guess I'll hold off on this game because there's a new Zelda. (laughs) RIP Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Well, the the interesting thing I think about this
1: year is that, of course, everybody's doing the stay-at-home thing and there are no consumer events. So back in January, if you remember Sony... Step away from e3 and they said oh instead of going to e3 we're going to go to the hundreds of consumer (laughs) events that are taking place during 2020 and now all of those are canceled so and the funny (laughs) thing is like you look at sony's track record with digital events when they tried to do them they haven't exactly been as successful as some others have been and like the state of play presentations have been okay, but it wasn't until they really started copying the Nintendo direct style almost yeah. directly <laughs> that uh, they really got the hang of their messaging. So the interesting thing is while they haven't said anything really, they've you know unveiled a controller and they did the Mark Cerny deep dive thing. They, I mean, they, I don't think they have as much uh, experience doing a digital event as – Nintendo certainly, or uh, I think Microsoft is is you know getting in a pretty good position with all of these presentations. So
0: which is it's Be so crazy it's it's so crazy to me that they're that like the way they are about online events is the way Nintendo is about online multiplayer. Like they just aren't mm-hmm. getting it. Like they're they're making attempts, but it's just not it's not hitting where it should hit. And it's so crazy to me that that's how, that's how they're operating. And they're fine with it because everyone's just like good with the PS4. They're like, yeah, no, PS5 will just be the next right. PS4. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just going to be about the the games that they want. And um, I guess the thing before we jump into this, the thing that I wanted to really kind of breach with you was, was we were talking privately when, when we were sailing that I really feel like Xbox – needs to pull in the Sony PlayStation people if they want to do well this game's this game generation. And that was the thing that I think that we both agreed on is, is that they have to cater to the PlayStation people and that means pulling they have to out convert people. Yeah, yeah, yeah like right. they've, they've got to get the action first player story driven games on their system. Mm-hmm. Like they can't just keep putting out the multiplayer <laughs> shooters in the, the racing games and looking at this looking at this this third party first look on Inside Xbox I think they're going to do that. I feel like they they might actually yeah. be bringing games that look like they belong on a on a PlayStation to the Xbox, which is
1: crazy. Potentially, I mean, you look at the presentation like this and it's all third party stuff yeah. I don't think they said I mean they said a world premiere, but they didn't really say exclusive or first on Xbox Series X with any of these, did they? I can't recall if they did.
0: Yakuza, I think Yakuza was the, the main one that I think is exclusive. No, at least for at exclusive. least for time it's, exclusive. It's
1: already out on PS4 in Japan. That's it can't be exclusive.
0: Touche. Touche. <laughs> But there, they I have. I mean, the something. interesting
1: thing with with that one is that you buy the Xbox One version and you get the smart delivery uh, upgrade for the Series X so that's uh, a, assets, which is nice. That's such a couple a, of like, games in this uh, lineup. Uh, yeah, presentation for today have that.
0: You get this. So the thing that I think I liked about this this Xbox inside Xbox thing the most was that first off. They said everything that was going to be shown in this in these trailers was that it all of it was going to be optimized for the Xbox Series X. So right. e- even if it's a game that comes out for the Xbox One, if it comes to if you get the if you get the smart delivery with it, you're gonna get an upgraded version. It's not gonna be like you're playing an Xbox One game on the Xbox yeah. Series X. You'll actually be playing a game that is is designed to be on the Xbox Series X, which I think personally is kind of a, a a big jump for how they're designing games compared to when when you look at like Xbox One games to Xbox One X games and PlayStation 4 games to PlayStation 4 Pro games. It seems it seems like there is this disconnect of like, okay well, we have these two mid gen consoles. You know, how are these going to be made better? Like, what's the selling point for these these systems outside of just having a little bit better of a of a system? You know, and and Mm -hmm. I think I think Xbox is dominating this this conversation about, look, if you if you buy a game with that has smart delivery then you just have to buy it that one time, which is such a, a consumer friendly concept that it baffles me that, that they're going with it because it feels so, mm. it feels so unlike what a, what a company would normally be doing. It feels I, like. Well, I,
1: yeah. I, w- I mean, I wonder what deals they have in place with these publishers to, to do that. Are they paying They have to, uh, right? studios to do, to embrace smart delivery or is that just, you know something that the the publishers are seen as a good thing or and the funny thing is while i totally agree that this is a great marketing point uh sony does not have to do very much to make this not something that people would jump ship for right like all they have to do is is match this and maybe it's not smart delivery in playstation 5's case maybe it's just you get access yeah. to maybe there's cross save and also like you get the title license to you get the uh entitlement for downloading the new version if you had the previous one like i don't i don't know exactly yeah. how they would do it but they can easily match i think they could match this particular marketing point
0: I- I totally agree. I think the I think the difference is all down to marketing terms. Uh, in in mm-hmm. with you look at you look at other companies and how they how they market stuff. It, it's whatever people are used to saying. Like when they when they go in to ask for something, like that's the thing that they're going to latch onto. So you you walk into a game or you walk into a store and someone's asking for a game. They say, "Okay, well, does this have smart delivery?" And no one's
1: going to ask that. No one. Oh, come <laughs> one on. Thing. Come no on. one's going to know what that is. No. Uh, I don't I don't think so. I think you and I know that because we're yeah. paying attention to the presentations, but I don't think anybody else is going to. Like it? uh, people I think people will think of it as like the free upgrade or something like that. No one's going to say smart delivery. You don't think but, so? uh This is why no. I want you
0: on. This is this is your <laughs> <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I have this weird dream world where I think people are like, "Oh, they know the marketing terms. They're using the marketing terms, right?" I That's, mean, I am. <laughs> but
1: I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that PlayStation users coming over are going to refer to it like that. But the other thing is, so let's say The Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima on the PS5 side. Let's say those have PS5 upgrades those are ps4 games that come out in the summer yeah what if they have smart delivery esque up free upgrades for ps5 like there you go that's the like a playstation gamer that's really all they're going to care about they're not i don't know that they're going to be necessarily like yeah pining for some of these other i i think ever for every positive marketing point that i see in these presentations mm-hmm. i think like oh well what's sony's possible answer like could they possibly have an answer to this and for the most part i think they do the thing that they don't have an answer for yet is uh game pass and the first party library being part of that on microsoft's side like yeah. sony does not make their first party titles available on playstation now day and date
0: well they uh, don't have so. to at this point, right? They don't like, have to. You you, yeah. you 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 put Corey out there from Santa Monica Studios and he's like, Hey, we're gonna have a new we're gonna have a new God of War, uh and everyone's going to buy it. it they don't care if if they can right. check it out, you know, the next horizon zero dawn, it doesn't have to be on Game Pass day one kind of thing yeah. to, to sell. Like people are gonna buy it regardless. And and I think people But for are,
1: you and I who are in the Xbox ecosystem, that stuff's is important like yeah (laughs) that's just like why we're sticking in that ecosystem and uh excited about the next generation because i know i'm going to get to play halo infinite i know i'm going to get to play grounded or uh and you know sea of thieves or whatever other games from xbox game studios that they announce uh in july like we're going to get to play those day and date like we don't even have to worry about that yeah but for a playstation gamer they're just going to shrug their shoulders at that because the Xbox One library already hasn't won them over. So,
0: so that's the th- that's the crazy thing to me because I I look at like Game Pass and I think, all right, I can buy an Xbox Series One X on day one, and that is my that's my my cost investment for the system because i'm already paying for the game pass that's already that's already factored into my budget i don't have to budget for games i've already got the games on game pass and that's that's crazy because i've already got the first party content covered there as well and Mm -hmm. i just and i don't know how playstation people do it i don't know how like i look at playstation i look at my library and i'm like if it's not below 20 bucks i'm not gonna buy it i'm gonna hold off Because I don't want to have to spend $60 for multiple consoles for a game unless it's like one – if I can get $60 or if I can get $15 value out of my Game Pass every month, I'm satisfied. And that's easy. So I I really don't – But I think
1: for that, there's a person on the other end of the spectrum on the PlayStation side who's like, you know, the only game I want to buy – or the only two games I want to buy this year are going to be Sony first party story driven narrative games. Ugh. And then whatever multi platform game it's going to be on PlayStation anyway, so I don't need to worry about that. Like I think there is definitely a divide on people who like and prefer PlayStation's first party to Xbox's first party.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean if you're spending, well, I, cuz I mean, how much is I I'm I'm not doing the math in my head right now, but how much is Game Pass a year? if you're spending 15 bucks uh, a month 12 15 I think it's 10 bucks a month Oh 10
1: If you get it when you are uh, not do when they don't have promotions on but Yeah uh, then Game Pass uh, Ultimate is more expensive than that I think it's 14.99 a month so Yeah Okay so uh, so if but I upgraded for a dollar so yeah. I don't even know <laughs>
0: All right so I'm I did I I pulled out the phone 15 bucks at 12 bucks of uh, 12 months a year, that's 180 dollars. That's 20 bucks more than two or no, that's three three first party games basically at 60 bucks. So no. if you if you buy more than three games on a Sony PlayStation, then you're you're already done. but that that doesn't even factor no. in the fact that you still have to pay for the Sony online if you want to play anything online and right. that so if you if you want to say well, you're, you have
1: to do that on Xbox too
0: but isn't that isn't the oh ultimate that's right that's right it, yeah i
1: think but uh yeah cuz ultimate has
0: yeah. ultimate's game pass and gold isn't it <sighs>
1: yeah, I believe so.
0: I believe I believe so. <laughs> this is the problem when you have too many fra- fractions of of your program. you have options and you you start mixing them up. But I'm pretty sure Ultimate has game Pass and gold in it. so you're you're,
1: you're correct. Yes, it's fourteen ninety nine a month. Uh, on PC, game Pass is five bucks a month. Yeah, on console, it's ten bucks a month.
0: yeah. so if you if you go with Ultimate, it's one hundred and eighty bucks a year at base cost without promotions and that that yeah. gives you online that gives you all the the first party games all the the game pass stuff and stuff and yeah. honestly like yeah you you still have to pay sony online if you want to play anything online which if you if you you're banking on the the three first party games a year then if you want to substitute that with like online multiplayer games that are free to play, like Fortnite or Apex or you know, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Warzone, then you you still have to shell out the money for that online functionality that Sony charges I for that.
1: On, I think on PlayStation you don't have to pay if the game's free to play. So like Fortnite you don't have to pay. Oh, really? On Xbox you do.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's all yeah. very confusing. Yeah, it's almost like they need people <laughs> it, outside of the the company to help, kind of give this information to people in a in it, an easy form.
1: Exactly, it's one of those things <laughs> that where you, when once you're in the ecosystem, once you're in the door, they've already sold you the thing. Yeah, like they don't need to explain it any any further. Like I am a PlayStation Plus subscriber, and I uh, download the free games, but I don't play a whole lot of online games on PlayStation anymore.
0: Not even, not even know I am. Don't lie to me with the predator (laughs) hunting grounds. (laughs) That's on PC. Oh, that's PC. I haven't on PC. All right. Well, I thought I had you on that one. Apparently, (laughs) I thought you did. Dang it. Um, Okay, so I feel like we should actually probably talk about what came (laughs) in the inside. We haven't even gotten to the presentation. So, um, just kind of looking at the the first game, I. Chris, you did you ever yeah. play Stardew Valley? <laughs> uh, yes. That was that was a fun game, right? People liked Stardew Valley. Yeah, kind of yeah. surprising mm-hmm. that yeah. that mm-hmm. it was done by one person. Uh, I, yeah. I was yeah. I was pretty impressed. I was like, hey, that's a pretty cool game. One guy made it <laughs> out of his home. That's pretty nice. And then China yeah. comes out, and one person from a studio in China is like, "Hold my beer." And right. I was, and then we got this bright memory infinite which
1: this was an interesting trailer this uh, was
0: this had me going every single time it was like every 5 seconds it, it was a different game and i didn't know how to react right
1: exactly <laughs> remember your favorite your favorite gameplay mechanics from games such as uh call of duty or titanfall or uh forza horizon yeah. or <laughs> let's just mix all of these genres together or dark souls with the yeah. sword yeah it, so i was like oh we're gonna we're doing that are we okay
0: yeah I, I loved it i i thought it was crazy i it's, it's it's a it's a futuristic action first person game that looks like it's set in feudal japan But with a little while, yeah, for a little, for a (laughs) for a whist, yeah, you get you get a a nice stormy afternoon in 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 feudal Japan as you're shooting guys down, and then as you're like about ready to drop on one of them, you you pull out this giant sword and just kamehameha the the ground, and Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's and then you're fighting you're fighting these these Centurion looking dudes, and it's yep. But that's, but th- you knock one into the air, and then you you get your little laser lasso and you pull them back and freeze them in midair and then slice them up into pieces, and that's that's even before you get to like the wall running and, and on the buildings yeah. and then you're in a car and you're getting chased and and this game looks amazing for one it does, person, but
1: i w- I kind of wonder uh you know is it is it gonna be a brilliant game or is it just gonna be a nice facade like we've seen this demo we really know nothing about how the game plays and we know one person designed this yeah uh thing yeah what is that well like what does that mean for the game it's (laughs) true sort of
0: yeah we we don't we don't really have a game we have a really cool trailer of a concept of a game it looks
1: great i'll i'll give it that
0: yeah so I'm this this is the thing where I, I I don't know if this is a good talking point to bring up, but I, I mean you've you've been doing game journalism for a long time and mm-hmm. with EGM like you guys you guys were pretty pretty familiar with the concept of a bullshot, which if yes. anyone's not aware it's it's kind of a, a fabricated image that used to be put into game magazines to kind of showcase, gameplay in a way that's that's right right like
1: a setup screenshot that may or may not reflect the final product
0: and that's that's kind of the conversation that's been going around like this video but in a lot of Mm. trailers over the last few years that i've been paying attention to and it seems like more and more we're getting these these videos that it's like is it a game is it actual it's rendered in engine does that what does that actually mean like right it, it's hard to know yeah. what's real and what's not real until you have someone sitting on stage with a controller being like all right we're going to have uh, john here go through the first bits of the first level and after yep. that we'll uh, discuss a few features about some of the different professions you can go into. And, you know, until we really get that, it's, it's hard to know like, all right, well, this looks cool. Is this what it's actually going to be? Or is this just like mm. what you, what you guys are capable of doing with this engine in, with these graphics? And, yeah. And
1: I think we'll get those types of videos closer to launch. Uh, and we'll get those types of demos closer to launch. Like I think for now, anyway, these sort of marketing, marketing, trailers that use in-engine graphics like it's Mm -hmm. not it's not gameplay but it's like the best target they have and for a lot of these games they're they're going to multiple platforms so yeah uh they're going to use the same sort of in-engine video to market the title like even assassin's creed valhalla they didn't they say that it was going to be gameplay they did presentation but it really didn't look like nope gameplay so much as in-engine cut scenes which is okay you know i'm fine with that i i mean i know what i'm getting from assassin's creed game anyway so yeah uh uh, there's plenty of time for that left
0: yeah and i and i think the thing that was kind of weird is is i i don't know if i have uh i don't know how i feel about them like cuz i'm listening to listening to what they're saying in the video and they in the video they're saying hey this is all this is all gameplay right and they're like yeah it's all gameplay and i'm like this doesn't look like gameplay are you guys what are you guys you guys t- like gaslighting me on this on this <laughs> inside yeah. xbox here like come on give well, me Well the
1: definition of gameplay i think in this presentation is more in-engine footage Yeah. Uh so it's it may be something that you see in the game, but you're not controlling it at that time necessarily. Like there were a lot of uh, videos here that did have gameplay in there, mm-hmm. like uh,
0: I'd you know, say the
1: medium that looked that looked real. Medium, uh, Vampire, I would. Vampire the Masquerade, yep. uh, Bloodlines Two looked real. Yakuza yes. Like a Dragon. We know what that looks like. Yeah, Ascended, um,
0: even Dirt Five. Ascent,
1: yeah dirt five yeah i mean you you can say that so that stuff's gameplay yeah but uh even chorus yeah there were a couple things where it was clearly just cinematics and that that's okay too
0: yeah it it felt like overall i would say that a lot of the the trailers that we got were a, a blend of gameplay with cinematics that really kind of tried to keep the the hud elements on minimum and right I'm okay with that because I don't I don't need to see my life bar on a trailer for a game that I want to find more find out like get excited about. Like I don't care about that. I don't care how many grenades I have yeah. when I'm when Plus, I'm Plus
1: in another 4 months, people are going to forget about this presentation.
0: Are you are you sure? Have you have you seen some yeah. of the criticisms with Anthem? Cuz I feel like cuz I feel like <laughs> right. people still remember. Right.
1: <laughs> Well, it depends if the quality of these games lives up to the footage that we're, we've been shown. So
0: it's true they got a lot. If they p- do,
1: then no problem. If yeah. they don't, then we have a problem. <laughs> then it's sort of a Spider-Man puddle issue oh, God. that uh, you're you're talking about. We don't How have people to. People compare <laughs> the puddles from early footage of uh, of Spider-Man at E3 to the final the puddles in the final game, and it's like, what are you even doing?
0: that's that's not even the i I still can't believe people did that i still can't believe people are getting all all upset about the puddles when you when you see other things where people are taking the photo mode out to like the the river and they're getting the weird the weird images of the fake people that are out there that are like two polygons like there's some scary stuff in that game people you don't need to be you don't need to be worrying about no puddles (laughs) I don't exactly. I don't I don't get it. Um so okay, so are you into racing cuz I know Greg is?
1: I so I'm into arcade style racing. Uh but the trailer for Dirt 5 definitely had me intrigued because it looked like a more Forza Horizon style yeah thing. I, and I don't think Horizon is coming out this year, so this might uh, sort of hit those same notes.
0: Yeah. It's, is it weird to me? I mean, is it weird to you that, that like in the, in the trailer for the Xbox series X, like the first one that they put out, they, they put out Halo, they put out a Forza game and they put out FIFA as like the, the examples. And I assume that those were going to be like the launch titles. Cause why else would you showcase games on a system that, that aren't going to be coming out for the console? So it yeah. seems kind of weird that they that they're looking to showcase Dirt Five in in now and not no word on on the next Forza game. Um,
1: oh, that's that's gonna come soon enough, I think. Uh, you think they'll still do but, one? Oh yeah, I think they'll that'll be part of their uh, July presentation to yeah. show off Xbox Game Studio stuff. But I think Dirt Five, yeah, you know, if they're not Doing uh, uh, Forza Horizon this year, it sort of fills an important slot uh, yeah. in the catalog. Yeah, it so. does.
0: Yeah, I like that, and it felt like that kind of throughout this whole this whole uh, video. It felt like they were trying to grab a little bit a little bit of everything for anyone. Yeah,
1: which I is think nice. the same trailer of Dirt Five, by the way, went up on PlayStation's YouTube channel about the same time. Oh, so I wonder. I mean, it's obviously a sort of in-engine thing, but, uh, you know, it's going to be on both systems, just like most of these games that were shown today will probably be. But, uh, you know, will you remember that you saw it first in this presentation on the Xbox side, or will you remember it when Sony shows it off and whatever
0: I think I think that kind of comes down to where your ecosystem lies like if you're if you're subscribed with notifications to the Sony channel on YouTube you'll probably see it pop up there if likewise for the Xbox channels you know if you listen to to certain podcasts for one console they'll probably talk about this and there's a little there's always a little cross pollination with gaming gaming podcasts in general especially when it comes to third party because there's not always enough first party news to fill out that that weekly cadence yeah so what's going
1: to be interesting on the other end of this is what are the timed exclusives on each side you know i think yeah the games we saw today are not timed exclusives for xbox so where are those games and what do they look like mm-hmm. in, in terms of what the launch lineup's going to be and how does it compare against what first party is going to offer um uh, that'll be the big question like that for whatever ecosystem you're currently in. Cause it's a lot harder, I think to get people to switch to a new ecosystem because you have your friends list Mm -hmm. on one place. Maybe you don't know as many people on the other platform. Like it's going to be hard. It's going to be, I, you know, I don't even think when, when PS five gets announced that we'll really, we'll really know, you know, who's going to come out of this thing uh, in the lead. PS, I mean playstation certainly has uh more eyes on it now uh, yeah. than than xbox does, but it, you know i think i you know xbox has a great uh offer of you know value for money in terms of game pass and yeah and everything and i like i like the xbox ecosystem, but there you know, i don't think anybody who's into playstation really knows much about what xbox has to offer.
0: Yeah, and, and for me, I can definitely attest that that's, that's how my experience is because I, I have maybe three or four friends on on Sony uh, for my mm-hmm. PlayStation, but that's because I came to the, the console generation really, really late, and it's all just first-party games. I don't play any multiplayer stuff on there. But, yep. I mean, it, most of my friends are on my Switch and on my Xbox uh, ecosystem, and that's just because that's where... I, I like to spend a lot of my time socializing and not even that much with Nintendo. A lot of the time it's, it's just like animal crossing, which I'm sure we'll probably, we'll probably talk about soon enough. Um, yeah. so, but, uh, kind of with the next game in this trailer, I don't know about you, but I love HR Geiger, but this game <laughs> scared the crap out of me. I thought this was the, 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 uh, most, like sexually explicit non-sexual thing i've ever witnessed like on my phone in public and i'm like man this is this is freaking weird i don't know if i want to be watching this right right now like i got people around me um but i love talking about scorn yeah so (laughs) yeah so ebb software (laughs) is making scorn um this looks like just pure nightmare fuel I don't even yeah. I don't even know what this game is. I'm assuming it, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be, uh, some sort of adventure horror genre, just based on the that's the atmosphere. That's what it
1: sounds like. Yeah, that's like, what it sounds like.
0: It's just it scares the, the living bejesus out of me, man. There's some really it
1: looks crazy, really yeah.
0: crazy stuff. And at first, with the big faces and stuff, when it first opened up, I thought this was going to be like a Chronicles of Riddick game, mm, and I was yeah. like, oh, oh, I'd be down for this. I'd be good for a, a, a Riddick game. I love that that's that world. And then it got into Geiger's area, and I was like well this this could be a new aliens but that would be really weird because there haven't been like <laughs> any rumors about a new aliens franchise and stuff which would be kind of cool because you know we got predator yeah. hunting grounds and stuff but what did you think about yeah. this because this, this is just creeped me out man
1: uh, yeah I mean it's, it's not a game for me <laughs> That's yeah. what I immediately thought like this looks cool but uh, eh, I won't be playing this but it yeah, the description on the website is pretty interesting. It's sort of a first-person horror adventure game with puzzles and and such and uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll be good, not for me though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Looks uh, great though. Looks looks oh, I can't even I, I don't even know how to describe it. It it is nothing but nightmare fuel, especially the freaking plant third eye thing at the at the end. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, I can't. No, I can't. It's just, it's too, it's too messed up for me. Um, so th- moving into the, n- moving into the next game as much as, as quickly as possible. Chorus or Corvus. I have no cl- clue how to pronounce chorus. this. Is it chorus? Yeah, it's okay. chorus. Yeah. So this game l- this looks really, really crazy. Like this looks good for, for a, a flying simulator in space. Like I'm, I'm down to play this because it it looks fast. It looks like a like it, it kind of wants to be. I don't even know. It, it looks like an uh, a, wing commander. Yeah, or that's like uh, I wrote down colony
1: wars or some of those.
0: I, I put my first impressions of this when I was watching it was uh, last Starfighter and not your daddy's Star yeah. Fox. There you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> it it seems like a cool premise. I love that. There's a. a uh, we have another game with another female protagonist. Um, something that's finally starting to get a little more push in the industry. But the 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 atmosphere of the game looks dark. This chick has like ruins, almost kind of like. Uh, uh, it, she has like ruins on her forehead, and as as like, you know, if her mascara ran and started to write a novel. Uh but it seems like she's kind of like this savior, like this um uh Enders game kind of person who who has to try and, and like save the world and she did it once yeah. and now she might have to do it again. But the thing that I noticed about this was it's a twenty twenty one game. And
1: oh really? Okay, yeah. Twenty twenty one.
0: So the thing that I thought was interesting was it, they they mentioned it at the beginning of the video and I didn't I didn't notice it but this is definitely one of the few that it looks like this is like we're looking at launch window games and not mm-hmm, yeah. launch title games so how do you feel I mean
1: I think until we get about a month out I think anything could slide off to launch window I mean yeah. any any presentation you see from any first party if they don't say a specific date, mm-hmm. it's probably likely to slip, especially this year, right? Where so many things are uncertain. Um, oh, totally. And I think that's okay because, you know, you are going to have games that aren't going to hit launch day that you're still going to want to get people excited about. So yeah. I've always been fine with people showing off games that are a year or two off. Mm-hmm. As long as it's clear that this is not a launch day title, I'm fine with that.
0: Totally yeah i'm i'm i actually i'm a whole 100 with you not just kind of yes menu there but that's how i felt with um cyberpunk 2077 when they yeah. announced that i was like okay i'm glad this game i'm glad i know this game exists because i'm going to be looking forward to it a lot uh for, it's
1: like see you in three years time yeah yeah
0: but you know what? I'm I'm totally down for letting CD Projekt Red take as much time as they want. If they want to spend an sure. extra six months giving me the ability to customize my genitalia, that's fine.
1: <laughs> well, we know, already know about Everwild, true. Uh, you know, talking about Rare and the Xbox, so we don't know when that thing's coming out. But I'm I'm ready for it. I'm down for it. Whenever it whenever they choose to make that available.
0: I'm really hoping that in July, when we get that that first party video, that that's one of the big hits. That that's like, hey, this That'd is a nice. this is a next gen game. This is what it is. This is what to expect. I'm hoping that that you know the last. Let's see, when did that come out? Because that was fall of 2018, I think. Where was it 2000? Oh, when was that? Because it was um, no, it was XO19, if I recall. XO 19. Yeah, yeah. That is when they showed off Everwild. So that was like fall, fall or fall, winter, uh, November. Yeah. Right? So that's, I mean, what it's been like six months since then. We haven't heard anything from it. So a couple more months we get a, a, a like a, an actual gameplay kind of trailer, a little story to it. That'd be great. That'd be do nice. That. Yes. That's kind of what <laughs> I'm looking forward to. Um, i'm skipping right over madden unless you wanted to jump into it (laughs) no are you sure because i I mean i know how how big a fan of of (laughs) sports it's a it's a sport right it's a sport it does have smart delivery i did want to did want to point that out it doesn't have
1: smart delivery actually it it doesn't they did say they did say in the in the trailer for it that uh you can upgrade to the xbox series X version but if you go to ea's website they explain what that offer is. Basically it's like a they give you I, I don't know if it's a code or what, but it's a limited time thing. So really? you have to purchase the game before December thirty first and then you have to redeem that before like April. So wow. it is it does not actually sound like it's smart delivery. So it is a free upgrade, but only if you
0: Only if uh, you, you take part partake of it, drinketh the early. cup. I'm That's I, right. well hopefully hopefully they make that an easy thing for people to do because it's if they're if they're gonna do it that way and you know you the more i think about it now that you bring that up i wonder if that is how a lot of the other third-party publishers are going to go about offering this to multi-platform consoles like people like if if you're if you're playing this on playstation 5 uh and you had the ps4 purchase of it like will they will they do the same thing for ps5 owners
1: is like i imagine they will
0: so that's that's got to be i
1: have to imagine they will because why would would sony just let microsoft have that particular marketing point i don't think i don't think they want to be in that position so like madden if if smart delivery is not actually the way they're delivering this, which it seems like it's not, there's no reason for it to only be an Xbox thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know? that's gotta be how they're doing it. I wonder if other companies will be going that route too. Then I wonder how CD project red's gonna, gonna kind of play with that. Cause they've, they i am pretty sure they've stated that they are going to be doing smart delivery, or at least they confirmed that they, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So we know for sure that at least they're going that route. Um, But
1: you know, CD Projekt Red has some kind of marketing deal with Microsoft since they're doing the Cyberpunk Xbox One X. Are you sure?
0: Controller. So is that why they're? Is that why they have the the controller and the console? Yeah, they're not just doing it out of the goodness of their heart. Keanu Reeves, money
1: involved. Well, there's money involved, right?
0: That's so crazy. <laughs> they seem like the type to really just jump into the whole like wanting to make everyone happier. Um, speaking of CD Projekt Red, uh, we we didn't see anything that was in this video to kind of talk more about um, Cyberpunk 2077, but they are doing an actual. And I should I should have pulled this up, but they are doing a thing in June. I think it's the 11th uh the eleventh or the twelfth that is their night city wire uh announcement which is going to be another dive into the gameplay for that game so that if if you're wondering how come CD pro- or Cyberpunk wasn't in this video, it's actually because it's going to be next month um as their own kind of thing, which I think I think that was something that yep. maybe they had planned for E3, like they were planning on doing something like this, and because E3 is not happening, they're just going to do it anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But they are, it, it, I, I get the, I get the impression from them that they're going to be. Uh, kind of working with jeff Keeley and ign to kind of make sure that their that their videos are showcased on the uh the game fest and the gamers fest and the the summer of games and stuff um the, yeah. this this i can't I have,
1: cyberpunk's gonna be everywhere this summer right like, it has
0: to be man it, it's yeah. it's the biggest game that i think everyone like the the first it, like whispers of this game, I was sold, and now everyone's sold, and I'm like, cool. And now everyone's getting the the marketing ramp for it. Um, yeah. Can I can I ask how you feel about the 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 them doing a special Xbox One console edition for for Cyberpunk? Like, how do you feel about the special edition Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven console? I
1: think it looks cool. Yeah. I think it looks awesome. Like if I. A Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't seem like the type of game that I'm going to get into. Mm-hmm. So that console is not for me. But if you're into that, I think it looks awesome. And the controller looks great. Like the hands-on that I've seen from the controller, like yeah. the details on that thing are great. So I <laughs> so I, I like would, that.
0: Yeah. I like the type of thing, honestly. <laughs> I would love to buy one of these. I would love to, to shell out the cash to, to, to pick mm-hmm. one of these up. But the fact that for one it's before a next gen console launch and for two i've already got a pc rig that i'm probably going to upgrade first really really kills my desire to to want to drop any money on anything that's current gen and it kills me because yeah. I, I, I'm sitting here looking at this system and I'm like, it comes with the game. It comes with a controller. It's a really cool system. I really, I really dig the, 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 the aesthetics that they decided to go with it, the little glow in the dark bits and the, the LEDs and whatnot. Like I'm down for that, but why now? Like why, why decide to do this now? Why not release this? Like back when they were planning on doing the initial launch for the game, like why not sell it then?
1: I think probably that was the plan, right? Yeah, but it got delayed and then delayed again. <laughs> oh, man, so
0: mm. it it makes me wonder, like, like why didn't I feel like if they had pulled the trigger on this back when the original launch date was was going to come out, I feel like they would have probably had a better reception. And at this point, oh yeah, them doing pre-orders yeah. in June seems like it's going to be a like a. a doa kind of dead on arrival system which it's a, i don't think so you know, you think yeah, it'll still do I mean, fairly well i
1: think there'll be people that uh, pick it up and it'll be especially you know collectors will get into it like don't i think uh
0: <laughs>
1: i think people will
0: uh i want to buy this up. On- i don't
1: think they'll like over produce them or anything like that either so that, and who knows? They might have a series X that's cyberpunk as well. You never know.
0: I'm actually kind of excited for this this little this little rectangle to to come out with some really cool special editions. You know, yeah. like that, that's something I'm actually kind of looking forward to. I'm surprised they haven't done that more with like the Switch. Like the Switch feels like it's a per, a perfect system, and I think we've only had like four or five at this point. With the the Animal Crossing yeah. one being the best one. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, oh, man, don't buy it. If you're out there and you're listening to this, leave it to sit on the shelves. Don't get this cyberpunk one. Just make sure that one's close enough that you can send it to me if you need to, when it gets cheaper and cheaper, like once it's on clearance. Yeah. Right? When it's on clearance, you buy it for Logan and you send it to me and I'll pay for that shipping in the, <laughs> in the game, in the console and stuff. Cause I want one of these, but dang it. I, I don't know if I'm going to be spending full price on it um yeah what did you think of uh we happy few 2 that was pretty pretty cool (laughs) announcement
1: vampire the masquerade (laughs) Two. yeah that was the first thing that popped to mind was wow this looks like we happy few yeah yeah but uh i i've never played one of these games there have been multiple vampire the masquerade Mm -hmm. games i've not played any of them but i thought the trailer looked interesting
0: now do you know what the what the kind of critical reception has been for the past games? Is this a pretty loved series? No. Oh, so I this don't is,
1: know anything about it.
0: <laughs> ah, well, that's that's a lot coming from you. So, do the, you do you know anything about it? Is it good? <laughs> I'm I'm only familiar with the tabletop game. That's the crazy thing. I didn't even yeah. know that they had games for the six. I think they had. I think I saw like the first one once, uh, like in a fever dream, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then it never crossed my mind again. <laughs> but the fact that they're putting this in the inside Xbox trailer suggests that they they think this is going to be a pretty pretty big game for for the system. Like why else would they would they yeah. b- bring this to the table unless they had some pretty good vibes on it? Um I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking at the opening scene with the Christmas tree and stuff and the people hanging by their their arms and their face yeah. and eh, man, that was that was the, the whole I had such a creepy vibe for the first for the first half of this this uh, trailer, I don't know how these people are Dude. actually being suspended properly because uh, it doesn't yeah. look like they actually have anything holding up their shoulders or waists because that's, yeah. but uh, It's video
1: game logic, Logan. What? They don't need anything holding them up. What? <laughs> <laughs> Lies. <laughs> I actually got I, uh, Bioshock vibes off of this. Yeah. Uh, you Think know, it? not only We Happy Few, but Bioshock vibes off it like with the...
0: Uh, yeah. Uh dystopian. Corpses. <laughs> yeah, super super so. dystopian kind of feel. Like it was I was kind of happy yeah. cuz I was like I love this song, reminds me of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And
1: Absolutely.
0: And I was super stoked about that. I was like, "All right, cool. I'm jamming. I'm jamming." The thing that kind of pulled me away was um the the character animations. And the thing that stuck out the most for me was uh, like there's a scene where there's a guy in this in the in in this office building and he like he, he grabs this like bunch of floating blood for some reason. I don't really know what's going on, but he's like tapping his hip and it's the most awkward animation i think i've ever seen in a game like it's it doesn't look like he knows how to hit your hip or why you would hit your hip but right there was a there's the scene with the chick in the nightclub with the violet eyes which is like giving me the the witcher feels and uh the this this sims guy from sims 4 walking <laughs> across the hall <laughs> across the floor and i'm like ah oh, man you know i hope this game is good because I, I love vampires but there's like weird bits mm. that are just not not hitting for me on this, but I love the song. Yeah, so good job on it. The was song. a good trailer. It yeah. was a
1: really good trailer. I thought they did a great job with it, and uh, you know, it certainly makes me want to watch when for when this game comes out. So you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I like the I like the idea that they're that they're going to be doing kind of a a. a you know, first-person vampire game. I think that's kind of a crazy concept because you don't really ever get that feel in games I've, I've ever seen a first-person. Yeah. Um, so, like, the idea... I that do
1: think there are developers, so the Vampire the Masquerade games have definitely come out on console four. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, there's some developers that are basically, like... May, not making the same game over and over again, but like revising and uh, iterating on the previous game like over and over and over again, and eventually yeah. they're gonna uh, get it right and get it in front of the right people. That kind of happened with From Software and Dark Souls, right? Because they were making games back in the PS1 days called yeah. Kingsfield that uh, played very similarly, or at least had this a similar idea, and it didn't uh, it didn't take back then. But, uh, you know, it took uh, a couple iterations and they finally got to Dark Souls and people loved that. So
0: hopefully this is, you know, hopefully Vampire Masquerade will have that that same same kind of trajectory. Hopefully this is just the the start of us really getting it to the forefront of the gaming industry or the gaming community's eyes and giving us a chance to really check it out. Um, I think
1: the medium from Blooper Team is actually in a very similar situation. So, Bluebird Team did the Layers of Fear series. Oh, man. uh, Yeah. Layers of Fear 1 and 2. And the medium, they did the Blair Witch game that came out last year.
0: Can't play. uh, Doing
1: the medium. So, they were kind of on a similar trajectory where they've done a lot of like sort of horror games. And
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: the previous games may not have looked all that great. Like, weren't next gen looking like people didn't like turn their head to look at (laughs) layers of fear necessarily but the medium trailer i thought looked really interesting the the and uh
0: the characters themselves looked so good like the the, whoever modeled the 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 faces and the animation like they did a really nice job and the atmosphere is amazing too the snow looks so good i hope this is what it looks like in game because i hope so too (laughs) <laughs> I, and I love the 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 whole concept of it too, like the shifting of worlds. It totally made me feel uh, like I was I was looking at a a kind of uh, Cold War era version of um, Stranger Things with adults. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, this that looks so cool. I want to see <laughs> I want to see how this plays into the into the 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 realm of like working out puzzles and stuff because you know Absolutely. if you're if you're living in that dark side of the world man like it's that's hard to be alone in you know it's one thing when you're when you're a knight with a bunch of you know armor and you got a big sword or you got guns and it's like devil may cry but if you're just a you know a woman who just has this 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 ability to uh to uh sense other people's emotions and feelings and stuff and their their worst sides like that's a scary yeah. scary world to try and try and live in um it
1: is yeah
0: so yeah I, i'm very curious on this one yeah looking forward to seeing like how the medium ha- turns out because if it's if the gameplay or if the trailer is anything to go off of this looks like it's gonna scare the crap out of me and <laughs> that's cool you know i'm
1: so, like, i'm kind of sensing a theme in some of the games that were shown like a lot of horror Dude. games a lot of violent stuff like what, what do you Seriously. think of that overall like in terms of in terms of a presentation like this for them to show and there were a couple there was that bandai namco game uh <laughs> Scarlet nexus that was no, uh you mean astral chain anime styled. yeah exactly they're definitely channeling platinum games here. yeah yeah but uh <clears throat> like the you know when companies have a presentation like this and they show games that are only violent or horror games like what does that make you feel like as a consumer? Like, do you even notice that or like what, what would you prefer?
0: This, this, it totally still stood out to me. Like this whole, this whole presentation, like all the games that were shown with the exception of the, um, call of the sea, just all of it felt like it was like dark and negative and scary. And I was like, man, this is, this is a weird, weird tone for an inside Xbox. Like I figured they'd be shooting, doing more action more adventure like i'm i'm kind of wanting like a tomb raider or or like a like a uncharted at this point like i i kind of want to see them move because it did it felt very mature it felt like every game in this in this trailer with a couple exceptions was like all right everything's gone to pot and uh you're gonna be playing this game that's in that for the next you know 20 to 20 to 60 hours so I hope that's what yeah. you're down for. Which I mean, I'm I'm edge lord as it can be for for an old goth, but you know, at a certain point, I got to sit here and think like, man, this is this is dark. This is super yeah. dark. Um, a little bit dark. What did you think of of Astral Chain two? Because. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Scarlet
0: Nexus. <laughs> yeah, Scarlet Nexus is, is is the uh is the Japan influenced game that's coming in that it looks like it pulls a lot of the the same um same kind of spiritual uh kind of tropes that you'd see in a lot of anime or seeing a lot of um action RPG games from Japan, Koei Tecmo kind of stuff. How did yeah. you feel about this? Because I know you're, I know you're still, uh, you know, I, I appreciate anime as much as as the next anime person. But what did you think of of this?
1: Sure. I thought it looked good. I thought, uh, you know, it's going to appeal to the type of player that likes Bayonetta or likes Astral Chain. You know, that likes the Platinum games. Mm-hmm. Like this seems to have a lot of those same uh, gameplay elements to it. It just looks that way uh but with a male protagonist and uh, i thought it it looks really interesting
0: yeah i think it'll it be cool
1: I, I i don't know that it'll be a game that i you know want to play immediately but it looks it looks good
0: so is this is this definitely one that you think like game pass would be a perfect way to to kind of have this exposed to uh to to the the actual Kind of Xbox.
1: Possible. Possible, but I don't I don't think this'll is it an Xbox game? Is it a Game Pass game?
0: <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> checking on actually. I'm but, trying to uh, see.
1: That's the thing. It's it's so not clear. I'd I'd really appreciate a chart where they said this is gonna be on Game Pass. This is not. So it um, is
0: it is smart delivery. So this is something that's gonna be released okay. prior to prior to to the actual game console or prior to series X launching it does not no. say anything about game pass but I feel like this would be this would be a good game for game pass I imagine it probably possibly could if they are if they're already doing deals with Bandai Namco to showcase this game this early on I would imagine that eventually this has got to be something that will will come to game pass maybe yeah I don't see why they wouldn't it seems like a, a good choice for them um yeah interesting game it's it's very much like astral chain and bayonetta to me i think this will be right up, up if you if you like devil may cry if you like bayonetta this looks like the type of game that that'll you'll really go for or even uh what was that other one um that just recently came out code vein i think or was that more of a tactical rpg hmm,
1: i don't know i can't remember
0: but yeah, there's there's been a few games like this on on Xbox and it, it, and I'm glad that they're bringing this to the system just so that fans of that type of game will will have something to play or, or look forward yeah. to. Totally. Um, I was trying to think, "Oh, we skipped uh we we skipped the the uh, what was it? Call of the Sea, which looks Call like Call of the Sea. That th- Am I crazy in thinking that this looks like Capo Santo remade the movie Atlantis? Because <laughs> that's what I think. It does. When I see this. Yeah,
1: it does kind of look like. <laughs> it, yeah.
0: it's, it's like but Firewatch. Apparently
1: it's like a first-person adventure puzzle game. So I, I'm down. Expect something like Mist or uh, The Witness or something like that to to be the gameplay in this. But I thought it looked great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they did a really yeah, good. Yeah, it was
1: one of the. Br- Brighter, lighter games <laughs> in this presentation. Which <laughs> so I, was, I was down with that.
0: It's that that was an interesting thing that I noticed too. Cause uh, when I was watching this, I was thinking about Vampire Masquerade and how it had an upbeat, lively song with Donka Shane, but it was showing you really gory, horrific things. And this mm-hmm. is a really bright, colorful game that's all about a woman trying to find her husband who's, who's yeah. gone missing. And I'm like, well, that's still pretty morbid. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe it's not, though. Maybe it turns out, happy. maybe it's a happy ending.
0: Yeah, that's... <laughs> One can hope. <laughs> One can hope that that's how this yeah. ends. Uh, I don't know. We got a bit of a, a mermaid hands at the end there, so I'm, I'm sure she'll be fine. I'm sure that's a, a normal thing for a woman in the 1930s to experience. Sure. Uh, the <laughs> I'm 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 really interested to see how that turns out because there's been a few a few games that have come out that have tried to kind of uh, pull from that Sea of Thieves aesthetic that I that I think I really enjoy and I hope that something cool comes out of this I hope that that because I don't know about you I, I really loved Firewatch like I I thought I did too that game was short
1: everything except for the end
0: really the ending you didn't like the ending
1: i didn't think it was as satisfying as it i thought it should have been that's fair i I liked the game a lot
0: that's fair without spoilers i i I, i'm kind of right there with you there's a couple things that i would have liked to have had happen at the end that didn't that i Mm -hmm. i i'm I'm the same same way but part of me thinks that that was because of the choices that i made in that game and, and realizing that i'm really really not good with women uh that that made me kind of question if maybe i just didn't play it the right way because i played it how i would play it (laughs) and i really sure i really i don't
1: don't think it offered anything else though (laughs) okay well that's (laughs) there was no optional ending (laughs) (laughs) explained more or filled in any more details
0: that's that's that makes me feel better (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) at least it wasn't my fault then it it was partially my fault but at least i i know that if i played it again and made different choices um what did you think of the ascent because uh that was something that i i was i saw the the imagery that they were showing and i was like okay here we go we got some cyberpunk going on i like this i like this dystopian future cool cool
1: yeah this is like uh overhead perspective loot game is that the right one Yeah, yeah, out. the it looks yeah. like a
0: like a um, twin stick shooter uh, it does to me. And yeah. are you a fan of those at all? Like are those something that you usually dive into?
1: Occasionally. Yeah, it kind of depends on the setting, but this looked interesting. This is a this is one where, where I would say this looks like a great game pass game <laughs> because Yes. I'd like to try this, <laughs> but I don't know if I'd spend 20 bucks or more <laughs> on it. So
0: That's yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I I would be willing to jump into this to to play around kind of an arcade gauntlet style game, but Mm -hmm. I I probably this probably wouldn't be in my rotation of games that I jump back into on a regular basis. Um,
1: As I'm looking at this list and as we're talking about these games though, it's funny that you know this is, this presentation wasn't just focused on huge third parties like they did have ubisoft in there they had bam bandai namco they had electronic arts they had sega but they also had blubber team in there which is sort of an indie team yeah you know they had neon giant with the ascent that curve digital that's indie stuff like yeah. they had games that are indies like call of the sea raw fury that's an indie publisher like and they didn't uh, separate indies from triple a which i i think is something that you know i prefer like mm-hmm. everything's just games at this point right like yeah you look at call of the sea what necessarily separates that from a game that yeah uh, a larger publisher brings out or yeah something you know like scorn or <laughs> it's <laughs> the it, ascent like what you know what's different
0: that's a Nothing. really, really good point. Because I'll be honest, when at the end of the day, I was thinking about this, and I was like, "Oh, they're all third-party games." That's that's the that's the the moniker that I put them under. I know that there's right. bigger and smaller teams, but when you start off the presentation with a game that that looks as good as as uh, Bright Memory Infinite, and then you tell me that that's done by one person, I'm like okay, well, you know, you're kind of changing my expectations on what a game from a certain size team should look like. Like I look at Stardew Valley and you say, Hey, that was made by one person. I'm like, I can see that you show me a game like bright memory infinite. And you say, Hey, that was made by one person. I'm like, you're full of it. Get out of here. That's not, that's, that's one person who had an idea. That's not the team that worked on that trailer. So, right. I kind of I kind of went into that um, thinking that these are all third party, but you you totally bring up some really valid points. Like, do we need to do we really need to delineate between like indie versus AAA anymore? Like, can we just call them third party and first Games. party and just leave it at yeah. leave it at that for the most distinction?
1: I would prefer that, honestly. Because I, I th- well, I think in to some extent over the last couple of years, when people think indie game, they think of, uh, you know, like pixel art side scroller that looks like super meat boy or, yeah, you know, you, ha- you have an image in your head when you think of indie game Totally. and I'd much prefer it if, uh, we start to just think of all of this stuff as games first. And then, you know, whether it was done by one person or a team of hundreds, you know, doesn't really matter anymore as long as the game's good.
0: What do you think of the comment that was made in this video about how smaller teams are utilizing the power of the Series X as a way to bring better gaming experiences to the industry? Like, Do you think that that's kind yeah. of like a, like a marketing term that they just wanted to make people feel good about indies being in the showcase? Or do you think that no. this is actually what's going on?
1: I think that's actually what's going on. And I think in part it is the tools that are available to indies uh, now. You know, you Mm -hmm. have Unity, you have the Unreal Engine, which is being used by a lot of teams. Yeah. uh, They can now make games that look like AAA games, or at least there isn't much of a gap anymore, which is uh, important for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think think that kind of thing is important. I think it's totally true that... uh, and engines specifically like supporting next gen is what is going to make it uh you know indie teams able to make games for those platforms that actually take advantage of some of this stuff and to not have it not have the gulf of indie versus triple a be like pixel art versus polygons yeah Uh,
0: that's it's such an exciting thought to me to to think that you know anyone that has enough time and in, in, in a good idea can can pull some of this stuff from like unreal and and throw it together and and put out a game that really could do some do a really good job of of like kind of showcasing what can be done if you just have the right idea with the tools yeah. that we have now like that's such a cool thing um totally the the one of the games i don't know i don't know about you or how you felt about this but i was a big fan of n64 games and the fact that they're bringing Turok 3 to xbox has me really excited i don't i don't know <laughs> oh, i love this no. i love this trailer oh, no. for uh its second second extinction a second extinction yeah, yeah. this uh, screams dinosaurs in space yeah dinosaurs in space guns just it, it, has me it screams Turok to me and I love it because I that's it was one of my favorite game series growing up and I know claims not it exists anymore and someone else has got the IP I feel like they couldn't get the name Turok for this and they really wanted to because this game looks like it's just it, it reminds me of like brutal legend with dinosaurs where you're just running around shooting yeah. everything or no? Yeah. Was it Brutal Legend, or this, was it Brute Squad, or something? I can't remember. It was like a brute force. A brute force, yeah. It reminds me yeah. of a brute what are you force of? OG Xbox game.
1: OG Xbox, yeah. Brute force. Uh, yeah. Exterminating dinosaurs sounds kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't I love like that? the the visuals they showed of just like packs, herds of dinosaurs running past and getting shot in the face was kind of fun. The- I, I sort of wonder like what that gameplay is like though. So yeah, you're wiping out mutated dinosaurs that have taken out over the planet. Okay. Like what's the mission structure there and <laughs> are these dinosaurs <laughs> sentient? Like do they have technology? Like what is this? <laughs> What is going on? You're exactly like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But. <laughs> is there,
0: is there a point to this or is it just like doom where all you have to do is just go kill a bunch of dinosaurs um, yeah,
1: I almost sort of would prefer if they played it, played up the sort of B movie cheese of this idea. Totally. It, does, it doesn't seem like they are going to do that, at least from the tone of this trailer. Didn't seem like it, but uh, I would love something that was like that.
0: I mean, the title is is right up there with like a B Second a B flick uh, kind of. Uh, uh, you know, apocalyptic film, right? Like second extinction. Yeah. It, it's like a blockbuster mo popcorn eating movie that you'd go see. And it's just a, a squad that got dropped on an Island and they're trying to find a way off the, uh, off the planet. And they're like, oh, okay, well it can't be that bad until the first day when they realize there's tons of these mutated raptors. Mm-hmm. And then yep. find out that it's earth, you know, the <laughs> <laughs> statue of Liberty on the beach. So, <laughs> Yeah. It's so ridiculous. But I wanna play it and I don't I don't know why if it's I do too. It just looks like a bunch like, of fun.
1: And cooperative shooters, we could play this together. Yes. So there you go.
0: It's it's I love I love that aspect. I love getting groups of people together just to kinda to, to go around and have fun. Even if it's mindless fun like this. Um Completely. did you are you a Yakuza fan? Did you want to get into Yakuza? I know nothing about it.
1: Uh, we don't have to get into it. i played a few of the previous games, but... Uh, Good? Got bad? ...wrapped up in the... I mean, they feel old in that the mechanics are sort of awkward mm-hmm. uh, at times compared to like what you think of a modern sort of adventure action game. But yeah, uh, from what I know, the Like a Dragon, which is Yakuza 7 in Japan is very different it's more of an rpg battle system uh oh yeah so it could be i'm i'm interested in playing it for sure
0: yeah i forgot that the the news around this had been that it was going to be a, a completely big twist on the actual genre so yeah
1: it's like a completely different gameplay style in the same sort of setting as the previous games but not the same gameplay
0: that's so crazy to me I'm I'm absolutely amazed at just how much this series has or how well this series is done and the fact that they're already up to seven and and it just keeps going and keeps going there's such this big passionate community for it I love that I just I've never yeah. I've well, never there played are one.
1: spin-off games too so it's not even the seventh game it's actually probably closer to 10 oh my god at this point because they did a feudal Japan version i think they did a zombie version that never that i don't think came out here yeah and uh (laughs) they did the remakes so yakuza Kiwami, uh, those are remakes of the originals, and this is this is one of those things. Like I said before, like a, a team that makes a game and just keeps doing the same thing. Obviously, ya- the Yakuza series has been very popular in Japan, yeah, but in the in the West, it was not popular initially at all, and has sort of gained steam over the past ten plus years. Where Yakuza Like a Dragon is is one of those games where you sort of sit up and take notice that it's coming to Xbox.
0: That's so crazy. That's I keep yeah. I keep waiting for a reason to have someone like force me to get into that series just because there's so many and I and they're on Game Pass. That's true. Game Pass. That's man. true. Game Pass. On, they are on, on Game PC. Pass. I think even. Yeah. Yeah. Even as well. I don't know. I did a poll on Twitter the other or today I, and and I was trying to find out like between Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, what did I have? Hellblade and um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I, I pulled to see like what people think I should, I should jump into. And, and everyone had like nothing but good things to say about all three games, but the, but the, the poll leaned towards going with Fallen Order. So I think I'm going to try and finish that and then go with the next one, which is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Cause outside of like the few hours of black flag. And I know, I know people are going to hate me for not finishing that game. I I have to get back to it. So
1: so good. So good.
0: I, I plan on it. I plan on it. I want to, I just, I have to, I have to not be in front of the computer to do that since I already own it on my PlayStation but the, the, the TV is usually occupied by the missus. So I usually like when I get home, she's on the TV. So I usually don't sit down to, to play anything until she goes to bed. By then I'm already on the computer and it's too late. I'm lost. Right. So I think the next game I'm going to be picking up is um, Odyssey. And I'm, I'm curious to play this because it seems like this is kind of the kind of like where Ubisoft have found their, their niche for the Assassin's Creed series. And it seems like now with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we're, we're getting even more of that. And I wanted yeah. to, to kind of talk with you about this because, again, full circle, Greg and Phil from Player One Podcast hadn't watched the trailer. And, and it felt like you wanted to talk about this a little bit because it's news. Um, what did you think yeah. of the trailer? What did you think of the the video that we got from the Inside Xbox?
1: I, thought, I mean, I thought the trailer was great. I thought the inside Xbox stuff was great. Like, uh, for me, the Assassin's Creed series is sort of all about the setting and whether the setting sort of is something you're into. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Black Flag, I was way into that yeah. pirate <laughs> setting. Totally. And uh, played all the way through that game. But the games that have come out since Black Flag, I haven't necessarily been like a huge fan of the setting. So a lot of that sort of has influenced... Uh, whether I play those those games or not, And you don't. Uh, not a
0: fan of sand? I don't understand. Sand, sand is no so great. No, not really. Gets everywhere. <laughs> it's dry. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: uh, Valhalla, like being the Viking setting, and uh, there being boats mm. and uh, ship combat, that looks uh, super cool to me. Uh, I know there's ship combat in the other Assassin's Creeds too, but I don't know. I, something about this setting just seems.
0: But isn't more my speed? Isn't the director for this game the same one that did Black Flag? I thought I heard that somewhere. That that.
1: Yeah, possible.
0: I think I I, I no confirmation could be totally totally out of my realm here, but I could have swore I heard that the game director for Black Flag was the one that was heading up this game. Which got me. If so, then awesome. Yeah, because that's 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 cool. That's exactly what I wanted to hear, and I didn't. And nobody was telling it to me. I was just listening to someone say it, and I was like, okay, well, that's that's a really cool thing. I love this setting, though. I I I loved God of War. I'm ready yep. to jump back into Hellblade. I I love Norse mythology. It's one of my favorites out of the different like Greek, Roman, uh, uh, Nordic styles or, or mythologies. And mm-hmm. the things that I think are, are really going to make or break this game really come down to the, the combat system and the settlement building. And I wanted to talk to yeah. you about the settlement building because that's something that I've heard from the trailers and the director's commentary that they're talking about how you have to go and make deals and build up these the settlement on in England to be able to gain allies to to be able to to lead these raids into different areas to to try and kind of uh, amass troops to to kind of beat out the uh the the saxtons um was that something that that you saw mm-hmm. some of when you were kind of building up your pirate fortress
1: uh yeah a little bit yeah in Black Flag, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a little, a little bit similar. Yeah, you took over bases mm-hmm. in in Black Flag, and uh, you know, I hope it, I hope it's like that because Z- I'd be totally down for it. If it's a more complex base building system, then I'm not, not as interested. Uh, as long as it's easy to do and and uh, fun to exploit and gain money in the game through I'm, I'm down with that
0: so this is i'm kind of pulled i pulled some uh some stuff from the actual video they had a, a pretty pretty in-depth kind of breakdown on the the trailer itself one of the mm. things that it talked about was uh, growing your settlement. You're going to be able to construct and upgrade buildings that allow for deep customizations that include barracks, blacksmiths, tattoo parlors, and more. And that recruiting new members to your clan and personalize your Viking experience. That works for me. That's too much. That's too much. That's for me. too much for you. <laughs> ah, See, this too is... Too much customization. So I don't know about you, because I'm I'm a, I'm in the mindset where I'm like, all right, well, if this is going to be my town, I I really want to make sure that it's my town. It's the thing that I like about Sea of Thieves so much is, you know, when you hop in, you get all these customizations. I want my pirate to look like my pirate, how I want. I want the ship to to have the liveries that I want. And if if they built RPG elements around like gold hoarders or order of souls things like that, where you know you could kind of build traits into those and and kind of give yourself a a, a way to kind of uh differentiate yourself from others i, I like that concept it seems like a, a cool fun aspect to, to kind of play into in, in a deeper level to the gameplay so i'm kind of i'm kind of looking forward to this this uh settlement building part but you say you're not down for that that's keep it keep it not simple? as
1: much no yeah i'm more of a keep it simple i mean a lot of open world games have like pretty complex systems that you can dig into and as long as it's sort of optional or it has like an easy mm. way to take advantage of without going deep into you know yeah setting up tattoo parlors then i'm, I'm <laughs> okay with that
0: not a big not a big tattoo guy that's
1: uh, <laughs> no judgments on tattoos, but no, no. Uh, yeah, no. I don't want to like go down to each
0: building, and
1: I don't want to Sim City. I don't want to play Sim City, think, <laughs> Assassin's Creed. <laughs>
0: so, you know, you, you. It's funny. I know you're just kidding, but how do you, how do you think this plays into the Assassin's Creed? World, like, do you think that, like, it? Because at this point, I'm wondering why they even called it Assassin's Creed. Because I'm not seeing anything yep. that makes me really link it to what I understand of most other Assassin's Creed games.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's kind of like, weird. What was Black Flag it was like, uh, you worked for a game company or something, and they were mining memories. Yeah, uh, out of, but yeah, they're always sort of current day or. Uh, you know not too distant future scenes in the assassin, previous assassins creed games but i don't think the more recent ones have had a lot of that if any at all really yeah it it so. makes
0: makes me wonder if they're kind of getting away from the idea of of the assassins creed as a group of people who are trying to preserve history yeah and trying to be like all right this is these are the foundations of the assassins creed across the world and just kind of giving you, like, like, building out the history instead of visiting the history. Maybe that's, I mm. don't know if that's coming across the way I want it to, but it's it's so weird. I'm so confused yeah. as to, to, like, how this game is going to, to tie into the Assassin's Creed story, but i've never i've never gotten to play many of them like i said I, i'd only played a little bit of black flag uh so I, it's not like it's a, a big breaker or you know big deal breaker for me if they don't really tie it in so i just i mean
1: they've done so many of these games at this point and i think they've gone away from so much of what the original game was gonna be about that uh you know it's like it's like james bond movies at this point like they're all <laughs> Yeah, they're all kind of related in a way, <laughs> in character, yeah. characters and some settings, but uh, it, you know, it's not the same do story you, or same actor in the in Bond's case.
0: Do you think that they could get a get away with? Do you think Ubisoft could get away with just calling this game uh, Valhalla and not not putting the Assassin's Creed monitor... like how much? goodwill are they are they trying to mine here with just the name assassin's creed
1: uh i think it's huge i think they have to call it assassin's creed i think they have to like uh yeah because i mean the core gameplay loop of assassin's creed has been built over time you know i don't know how many is this like close to the 10th game or something like that yeah at this point and they have it's a, a bunch of spin-offs and such like they've made a lot of <laughs> Assassin's Creed games that, over the years but uh, yeah I mean I think it makes sense for them to just continue that lineage even if it's you know a thread of the story that was in the first wing first game
0: See that kind of worries me because I it 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 makes me feel like Ubisoft isn't brave enough to bring in a new IP and not rely on the the light, uh, not rely on the, the the past franchises that they've established. And I I don't think that's true at all, though.
1: Because okay. let me just bring it up: Skull and Bones.
0: Really? Where's uh, Where's that is, at?
1: Is <laughs> I don't know where it is. I'd like to <laughs> see it again. But that's that's one a game that sort of evolved out of Assassin's Creed, right? Like, yeah, the whole yeah. reason that game exists is because people enjoyed the pirate gameplay. And, black flag so this um,
0: this is a perfect example and not to not to cut you off but we're talking i was talking about if, if they could just call this game valhalla if it would do so well you said no do you think black flag is going to set sail soon and will it do as well as as it could if it was just called black or you know black flag 2 uh,
1: well i think skull and skull and bones is a different game but they did make Black Flag too. It's Assassin's Creed Rogue. Oh well, pfft, never <laughs> has mind. very similar gameplay and uh, pirate ship, the uh, combat and stuff.
0: Well, that just that just but, shows uh, I don't know anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, I mean, they uh, they could, but they could call it Valhalla, and I think it would do fine. But I mean, why not call it Assassin's Creed Valhalla too? Yeah,
0: that's that's kind of where I was wondering, like how how deep does the uh, does the the franchise go? To where you're where you're leaning on that and and trying to stay away from like actually having it be uh, its own IP yeah. like I, I want I,
1: I think Ubisoft though is in an interesting position because they have a lot of IP but they do pretty often and especially at a generation transition uh, bring out something new mm-hmm. I mean they could have made for honor an Assassin's Creed spinoff and they didn't um, that's true. Yeah. But uh they've got Gods and Monsters, which is a game they showed off at E three that has kind of gone silent or quiet. They've got Skull and Bones, they've got like they've got some things
0: are they that doing, they could they're put out. They're the ones that are doing beyond good and evil too, right?
1: Well, maybe someday <laughs> if that game ever comes out. But uh yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to remember they were the ones that actually announced that. Um yeah yeah that's uh i'm I'm looking forward to valhalla just as much as i'm looking forward to skull and bones i i love what Mm. i love what ubisoft is known for at this point which is releasing games that do really really well by the time it's in like year two or three and i mean i i'm fine sticking with a game during that time to, to kind of play around with it but is is valhalla something you think you'll pick up and stick with
1: maybe (laughs) uh too early to tell i think but uh you know one of the things ubisoft has done in the prior two assassin's creed games anyway is like you know support it with a bunch of extra content as well yeah Uh, so i imagine they'll do that with this so i'm excited from that standpoint just to see what this game evolves into obviously we've seen what sort of beginning part of it is but yeah uh, i'm sure they will put a long tail on it just like they have with odyssey uh more recently
0: sounds good i i like i i'm all for that i hope that they that they do a good job with it um i i'm totally fine ending here but I, I was wondering if you wanted to dive into Animal Crossing at all, or if you've talked to death about that. Uh,
1: if you if you want to, we can, yeah we can do some short Animal Crossing.
0: Are, are you are you pretty happy talk. with uh, with the content that came out for May as far as like the the Earth Day and and the, the new changes with uh, shrubs and and uh, new flowers yeah, and stuff. Yeah,
1: I think I think that stuff is great, and I think I hope they keep adding to the game, just like they did with the May update. Yeah, like uh, give people a reason to come back to it every day and see something new, and uh, you know, have red with his uh, artwork mm-hmm. that you buy. <laughs> you know, like having something new to do in Animal Crossing is is great. So. I've loved that content. What do you what have you thought of it?
0: I think it's good. I think it it really it hit well with the timing because it it felt like it was just about the right time for most people to kind of get to the point where they're kind of at at done terraforming their towns and and they've kind of got they're working on like, you know, paying stuff off and getting the right villagers and just kind of checking in doing the normal, normal routine. And, uh, having, having red show up was a nice, a nice treat, but I haven't seen him since. Um, I'm, I, I liked the Mayday, uh, uh, island adventure where it was kind of like a little, yep. a little legend of Zelda puzzle that you had to work out. <laughs> um, yep. I had to reset once on that and I was kind of bummed cause I, I didn't think about how I was, re- I was protecting my fruit storage. Uh, but I, I love what they're doing with the game. I think that they're, that they're coming out with the content and I think this is why they delayed it. I think they wanted to kind of build some of this stuff out and have a buffer so that they could work on, you know, summer and, and uh fall and winter content while people were consuming the launch content plus what they had set up for May and June. Now I'm I'm kinda wondering if the if if the 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 pandemic is going to impact their their trajectories on when they're gonna release more content. But uh I, I don't know. I, I I'm okay with there not being as much new stuff to do if they just give us uh, updates that in like add new cosmetics and quality of life features because at this point, like there's a lot to check in on. Like, I feel like I got to, you know, like, okay, is it a clear day? good I got a I got stars I need to get wishing for those you know is there is there any new bugs that came out this month that I need to catch or fish or is uh you know Sahara in town or who's in town like I always got to check and see all right is there anyone hiding out on my island that I got to check in on to see like <laughs> is this a good day to go because and, and and I just haven't had as much time to do that whilst like checking my mail, checking what's in the shop, buying what I can in the shop, checking into the, uh, to the, the nook mileage app thing, talking to, to Sable in, in the able sisters thing. And I, and it's like that I'm starting to notice like my chores list is, is getting to be higher and higher. Like I haven't gone and done, I haven't gone and done nook miles Island in probably three weeks. I can't. Same. Yeah. Same. I, I haven't really had the need since I've been able to, to get the, the turnips and turn those around for gold. Uh, I haven't really needed the, the supplies anymore cause I'm not really building anything cause I'm just buying the, the cool stuff. And I kind of wonder, like, I feel like the, the DIY stuff is falling off uh for me mm-hmm. like i'm just not building that much anymore and i'm kind of wondering like you know why isn't this a bigger part of the game why is why is it just kind of falling back on the uh on the the standard buying stuff from nook in trading with other people's stuff so I don't
1: know. I think that's sort of the natural uh, cycle of Animal Crossing. Though, is this your first Animal Crossing game, or did you play one of the previous? The
0: only one that I played was the the GCU one. That was the or the GCN one. The, the first first one. And GameCube. yeah, okay. the GameCube one was so bare bones that, you know, the highlight of my yeah. day was taking my Game Boy Advance and loading up to Captain's Island and going out right and, and hanging out on the island and getting a bunch of junk and coming back home. Like that was the highlight of my day for for when I went out to to go to class or something. So, yeah, the,
1: but I, I feel like future or Animal Crossing games that came out after that point sort of. Uh, follow a pattern where at the beginning of the game you're doing a you feel like you're doing a lot yeah and then it sort of reaches a plateau where you don't have to do everything you kind of pick and choose what you want to do uh, like maybe you don't want to dig up fossils today or maybe you don't want to catch fish or bugs today like yeah so you can like let some things drop uh, from your routine and I think that's sort of genius of the gameplay loop in that game because suddenly you have all these things that you could do but you don't have to do any of them and then you have enough money after you've paid off Mm -hmm. uh, your house that you can basically buy anything that you want or uh in in this game you know you're you're making mostly replacements for your tools as they break yeah. not really making uh, things for the island because you probably already have done all that you want to do out of that uh, and so part of the fun then becomes maintaining the island or just uh, using it as sort of a, a place to take a break rather than a, a game you're playing to do chores or uh, get to a specific point I think that's the way I feel about it anyway
0: you know I think that's kind of the the question that I have in my mind when you're when you're talking about this because i'm I'm wondering like Nintendo stated that they were going to be supporting this for the next couple of years, which makes sense because they haven't put out the events as something that you can time travel to. It's all locked behind right. updates. So I can kind of understand like why they're why they're gating that content. Um, but at the at, at a certain point, I'm sitting here thinking like in my head, like, what is the what is the thing that's going to keep me coming back to this game? And because right now the thing that's keeping me coming back to it is like what's in the shop, and the fact that there aren't any new games for this console that are coming out that have me uh. like really really chomping at the bit to jump into. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering, like, what what does Nintendo do? Like they've already pulled out on the on the idea of having any kind of announcement in june for for what was potentially to be e3 uh mm-hmm. like uh, does nintendo have games <laughs> coming out this I'm year i'm
1: sure that they do yes they do <laughs> you say that <laughs> but it, i mean just because they're not doing the traditional e3 style direct doesn't mean that they're not going to announce games um you know we have at least two more release dates uh known yeah in uh xenoblade chronicles yep. uh, definitive edition and then uh clubhouse games yeah uh well we do so we have those we
0: do have i know i know we've got the bioshock collection we've got the borderlands collection yep. we've got the yep. um i just blanked on what was that other one that's coming out that's isn't there another collection by uh burnout burnout it was burnout yes burnouts paradise yeah which i'm not getting into i'm not getting into that me neither um and i know we're getting uh i know we're getting outer worlds in june um yep so i'm looking forward to that because i want to play through that again and i i think that's it and that's i think i mean granted that's
1: all that you know about right now yeah right But
0: But I mean, it's not going to be Outer Worlds is like cresting on the the time frame of when I would expect to get new info from Nintendo announcing like what's going to be coming. And at this point, they don't have anything to to announce. And I think that's I mean, can you imagine if like the Switch was your only console? (laughs) Mm,
1: no i don't want to imagine yeah it it would be
0: a little it'd be a little painful to think like you have a nintendo podcast and this is all you talk about like what are you going to talk about there's nothing i
1: think there'll there'll be things to talk about i'm not i'm not as worried about that i mean nintendo is generally they have software lined up uh every month or so like they have a first party game every month usually yeah so this year is a little different but uh i'm sure they have something i'm not worried about it (laughs) clubhouse clubhouse game is gonna tide me over until uh whatever they announce next you're
0: in on that okay I I oh my god yes, Clubhouse really?
1: Games is like the secret best DS game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I never, I never played that.
0: What is? It? I don't, I don't know much about it other than it's a a, a collection of card games. I don't know <laughs> card games,
1: board games, uh, and also like Wii Sports. Some old Wii Sports stuff is in there too, like golf and bowling hmm. are in there. Interesting. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's. It's really well done like the game on the DS had a lot of the same games but you know some of them you can play online with other people mm-hmm. as well and that's the case with this one as well uh, you can select like the different game types that you are interested in playing and it will try to match you up with people who want to play those too. Oh Okay. It's uh huh. so yeah you play Mahjonggala without having to set anything up. They have like an Uno variant in there. They have a bunch of solitaire in there. Uh, it's 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 great, and it has each of those games has the Nintendo polish on it. So it's not like uh. a cheap version of whatever game. Like it really feels like they put some attention into these games. So I'm. I'm excited about I that think, one. I
0: think that's what I was expecting. I was kind of expecting a bit of jank to come in with this because it, it,
1: no jank. Nope.
0: See, that's that. That kind of changes my opinion on it because I wasn't. I was. I. I couldn't see where this game was so highly lorded, lauded after it. I was just like, it just looks like a bunch of games. Like, why is this such a yep. such an interesting thing? <laughs> I guess it's one of those. One of those you have to try it to understand, like just how much you're getting with it, kind of thing. I think that's true. Fair yeah. enough. I'll have to. Yeah. I'll have to take a deeper dive into that then, because I do like some of those games. Although I never owned a Wii, so I never. I have no basis for for. I mean, I kind of understand oh, for like Wii Sports. Yeah, like I, I like everyone's talked about them, so I have a general understanding of like what what to expect. But I've just never actually played those. I think the closest thing is um, Connect Sports for the 360. I think that's right. Yeah, that's probably as close as I pretty think I've solid. ever yeah. Yeah. gotten to. Um, awesome. Well, that's pretty much everything. I mean, there's a ton that I could talk to you about, but I know it's already. I'm already way later than what you were expecting to 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 be up at. So, um, unless there's something that you wanted to to shout out that that I completely missed, um, I think that's uh, no, I think probably so. good. Awesome. Yeah, we're good. Well, CJ, thank you so much for. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is what I want. I want more of these kind of conversations because there's tons going on in the industry that doesn't necessarily pertain to Sea of Thieves. As much as I love Sea of Thieves, uh, that I still think Mm -hmm. that there's worth having a conversation about, and. I'm sure anyone listening to this can appreciate there being more games than Sea of Thieves to play. <laughs> so hopefully, every, exactly. hopefully everyone else is excited for these games as, as we are, and hopefully they turn out as well as they do. And I'm, I think I might try to do something like this every month uh, to kind of fall in line with the, the 2020 uh, vision that, that, inside Xbox is is kind of banking on because that sounds exciting to me like I would much rather have E3 spread out over the course of three or four months than like all in one week I have to take the time off and I have to rewatch these videos over and over and over again to digest all the stuff that happened otherwise I'll forget it
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: so but CJ thank you so much for for joining me on this Um, if anyone doesn't know who you are you are the, the host of the Player One podcast, one of the longest standing and probably best uh, podcasts for, for general gaming news. Um, you, you have Phil and Greg as your co-hosts who I love the the, the symbiotic relationship as I hit my microphone that you guys have because uh, mm. it, it cracks me up just how, <laughs> how much you guys uh, love and tolerate each other on your podcast it's (laughs) great it's true it's great um and you guys uh, the three of you combined have more gaming knowledge than i could ever hope to have and and that's the, the one of the main reasons why i value your friendship is because you you're a good person but you got some brains on you dude you got some some level 400 iq knowledge about games that I'm just like I I don't even know how you keep it all straight man that's so much
1: I don't know sometimes either I really don't <laughs> know. but uh you know thank you for having me on this is great fun yeah and uh always fun to talk about video games with you I appreciate and it we should uh do this again sometime whether it's recorded or just on the seas
0: yeah i can't yeah. wait to get i, I got to get back on the seas man i i was i've been loving them leaderboards i've been checking them every day to see like if i've fallen in some areas and i'm like <laughs> it's <laughs> so much fun god this is such a good update i can't wait and i can't wait to find out like what the quality of life fixes are going to be for the uh for the next update i gotta go jump into Same. i think i think insider got updated so i might have to jump in there soon see what's going on but uh, regardless uh thank you again i i will will let you get going i'm going to piece this all together and uh get it out for people to listen to so hopefully they'll have something to to keep them company on friday after all this awesome xbox news and yeah i think that's it (laughs)
1: thanks logan thank you
0: Those aren't pieces of
1: eight.
2: They're just pieces of junk.
1: Aye, the original plan was to use nine pieces of eight
2: to
0: bind Calypso. But when the first court met, the brethren were to a one. Skint broke. All right, pirates. That's going to do it for this episode of Shore Leave. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked it. If you didn't, it was free and you didn't have to listen to it, but you did anyway, and I can't give you that time back, but I still love you for that. If you want to get a hold of me, feel free to do so at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. If you want to uh, reach out to me on Twitter, You can always do so by at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always reach me in the Discord. I'm always hanging around there, keeping an eye on things. If not, my mods are for me. Just be be sensible. I want to make sure it's a good place for kids to hang out, you know? I I just want to have a place where you can not have to worry about who's looking at what without anyone getting offended. And, uh... If that offends you, don't worry about it because you don't have to join. But I still want people to join because it's a great place and there's some awesome people out there. And Pirates, with that, that's going to do it for this episode of uh, Shore Leave. I will have another one of these in the future uh, as more information comes through uh, Xbox and throughout the industry as we kind of move forward into the summer to see how things go. I will be back. With another episode of Keelhauled this weekend, expect that on Monday, and my guest with everything working out should be Sightless Combat. I hope you enjoyed this. Pirates, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. let it go on repeat for 10 hours on YouTube, I don't know.